<laughs> are we recording? Are we? I think we are. <laughs> Thank God. All right. Do what you guys want to. You're not going to defend yourself? Somehow, some way, really. Jason broke loose of the ball and I think your chain. girl would want you to defend yourself. Defend her up. honor, Jason. Yeah, stand up. Fight back. How dare you? Fight back, Jason. How dare you? You're going to let Matthew talk shit to you, you about you your don't relationship. Chill, you don't chill with us. You don't, you don't come around no more. We don't know you like that no more because you got yourself booed up. You guys don't have a phone? The your phone work? Yes, my phone Cause works. Because we've been telling you to come through. You got dead time. <laughs> and what have I told you guys? Fridays, I'm not available. Why are you not available on Fridays? Because I have shit to do. Because the ball and chain is too tight on that I have thing. shit to do. That's why. Balls in somebody's purse. That's why. <laughs> Haters. That's when right. did you Haters. start wearing the kilts and she started wearing the pants? I know you've been a Kanye fan, but Kanye stopped wearing kilts years ago. What <laughs> the hell are you talking about? We know I will give him this, man. You know, we're in 2018, women empowerment. He's just letting her have that one above, and I respect that. Shout out to the ladies, wife, and niggas, man. Yo, real talk, he's a feminist, man. That's what's going on. He's letting his woman take control because he knows what, he is only better with a strong woman leading the way. I like how everyone's talking for me and not to me. Because you're not, you're not speaking up for yourself. So we, we got to be the attackers and the defenders. All right, don't worry. I unleash. Worry. You ain't gonna unleash shit, bro. You castrated. Man, I see that. I see where the where she took it off, man. The collar. I see that little. The you've, been, you've been out in the sun. <laughs> She's been taking you to the park, right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh wow. She been so, letting you uh, do little sprints by the canal. <laughs> that's that's the definition of hate right here. The definition of hate right here. Nah, it's all love, baby. What are you talking about? All right, let me introduce the episode. <laughs> Jason, man, I'm really disappointed. About? I really thought you would have fought back. Don't worry. I told you, man. He's soft now. He's t he, he's keeping it cool, calm, and collected. Everyone knows me on this podcast. Well, clearly, I don't know this version. Yo, I, I thought I knew you. I don't thought worry. I knew you. I thought this I knew different. you. I'm very calm and collective. You act mighty You're not calm and collective. Since calm you guys became exclusive, I'll tell you that. But hello, everyone. You Welcome to us. the Don't Be Mad podcast. Once again, it's another week of... Us dickheads talking shit as per usual. Speak for yourself. I'm not a dickhead. Okay, you're a bellin. There you go. I'm Matthew, it's aka at headed. Lefty Lucky underscore. <laughs> and I'm joined here as always with your boy Jamali. You know, we back at it. And somebody who rose from the dead, thank his girlfriend for taking off the ball and chain, opening his cage, and letting him roam free in the backyard. Would you like to introduce yourself, friend? <laughs> it's the original. <laughs> the, the, the what? The original champion of the uh, world. Speak it to the mic, please. Thank I you am speaking to the mic. Thank, Thank you very you much. He's not used to that. I know how these mics he, work. He ain't used to it. I know how these mics work. We have he the finally same, got his voice back. We have the same kind. I know how it works. Yes, uh, the original, JJ. Yeah, we, just, we just had Jason. to roast him for a bit because he's been loafing. You know Yo, let you guys have your jokes. Go it's ahead. It's all love, man. Go ahead. You guys, what jokes did I have it's on you? Love, okay, Jamal. I was asking you to fight back. <laughs> You know this was recorded before. Don't think as if it started recording now. It was recorded yeah, before. Yeah, we know. We that's know why we've recorded. been going in. So <laughs> that's exactly why we've been back. going in. Because like, the mics are hot. <laughs> you should have been fighting back. I don't need to fight battles I already won. What what battle did you win? Don't worry. Look, don't worry to the, the woman whose name we won't say. It's all love. It's all jokes. We're just busting his balls because that's what homies do. He doesn't have those anymore. Yeah, can you please give it back to him just so we can actually bust them while he's here? That would be nice. All right, all right. All right. 
So it's a beautiful Saturday afternoon this time around. Usually we record on a Friday, but little snagging schedules made us have to push it forward today. And I mean, it's a beautiful Saturday at that. You know? Sorry, Gracie's beautiful people with my presence. Yeah, okay. Please. They uh, needed the... Debatable. They yeah. needed the, the pick-me-up, so you know, that's why I'm here. If you came with a fresh cut, I would agree. But. Listen, <laughs> they, don't need, they don't need to know what cut I have. <laughs> they don't need to know. Let's start it off by just asking uh, the simple question. You know, how was your guys' week? You know, how's the mental health? How's life treating you? Same shit every day, man. Yeah. Good, man. I can't complain. Same old, same old. I love it. You the guys struggle. have so much to tell our fans. The struggle continues, you know. So much to tell our listeners. Wrapping it up school right now. Yeah, My how's last. that going, man? You almost there? Is it exam time yet? or Last two weeks. So. Last two weeks, man. And you're done, done? Really? Yeah. Good. Be a career individual. <laughs> no, you gotta, when you finish that last day, I just flip the fucking tail like, I'm done with this shit. <laughs> no, I'm civilized. I'm tamed. <laughs> Kick open the fucking door on your way out. Just like, fuck these bitches. <laughs> nah, nah. It was a beautiful experience. You know, learned a lot. Oh, school is a beautiful experience, man. I don't miss school, like the studying and all that shit, no. but... Like the community of school. Oh yeah, definitely. Fucking amazing, man. Like the th- those were mean. good fucking time. The people like, you even meet. the professors or you know some of them yeah. I will keep in contact with. No, I, I still have a few professors that like, I keep oh. in touch with just because like as far as like career goes and stuff like that or just like their insight. Yeah, definitely. they got a lot of good things to to still on you, you know. So it's always good to keep in contact with the ones that can guide you in the right direction and they're doing it out of like the genuine yeah. love of what they love do. Love of what they do, exactly. Yeah, man. That's good, man. So glad to hear it. Good luck on all your last exams. Hey. Smack them bitches out the park like your Aaron Judge. Just the baseball player, right? Yes, the baseball player. The Yankee. The Yankee player. You should know that. That's your team, no? Bro, I haven't watched sports. Bro, I've been busy. He's been studying, man. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. Not <laughs> you who have free time watching. Well, you know, all you don't, but... <laughs> Is she <laughs> sleeping? That's why you're allowed to be with us? <laughs> I'm asking a question. Because when she's awake, you you never around. So so you answered your question. So why are you asking? Oh, so she's question? sleeping. Okay, I get it. <laughs> so this is the plan. We need to have recording sessions. She probably went to the gym, came home, took a nap, and he was like, "This is my chance." <laughs> you want to have to deal with? All right, don't worry. Let me just sip this beautiful beer. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry about it. Oh, oh we're wow. not gonna get in trouble, right? You know what? You're like, I don't know why he's acting all like cool though, because usually he'd be throwing both shots. Because there's a truth. That's the whole premise of it. <laughs> usually he throws some shots back, but this is kind of weird. No, I haven't been on in a while, so I'm like, I'm following you guys. But don't worry. When, when, the, when the jokes when, start when did coming, you become a f- oh, never mind. Nah, you don't. <laughs> I was just about to answer that. <laughs> when, 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 that the, when the jokes start coming, don't worry. <laughs> rah, like, rah. What joke? <laughs> don't worry. I want to hear the jokes. Don't worry. Don't worry. Because you got, you got no nothing jokes. to say. You got no jokes. Don't worry about it. He ain't got, exactly, he ain't got no he's jokes. the type of guy you get. In, he gets in the fight. You get punched in the face. And he's like, wait till I come back. No, 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 not, not even that. He'll be like, you good? You good? <laughs> not coming back, bro. <laughs> if you don't defend yourself in this moment, we're not gonna entertain it in two weeks, three weeks when you decide to get your permission. There's not to enough sips in that can to figure out what hey, you got to say. I have all the recordings of everything that everyone said. I could just memorize a good afternoon of it. Just come back. At- Everyone for everything. You're even lucky we allow no you to one sit is in stopping our presence. You. Absolutely nobody You're is stopping you. You're lucky we allow you to sit in our presence. <laughs> you should be grateful. How many episodes have you done, Jamali? It doesn't matter. It does matter. It doesn't matter. You should be <laughs> thankful. 
I'm not. There you go. All right, guys, stop being petty. All right, man. Let's jump into some shit. You know, like I said, man, let me. Well, I asked you guys about your week, and you guys were so insightful. I was. I told you what went down. Well, you yeah. know, I work. no. I'm not doing anything. Starting a new job in a couple of weeks and going to Toronto next week. And uh, yo, be careful. Be safe out there, man. Toronto's hot. No, I'm leaving these before Caravan. All that bullshit happens. Be I'm safe leaving, out I'm there. Before, way, man. I'm leaving before the Saturday. All that bullshit. Keep hearing crazy shit. It doesn't matter. It doesn't seem like it needs an occasion for Toronto to be wild. Oh, well, where I'm gonna <laughs> be? Where I'm gonna be? I'm not gonna be out there in the block like somewhere in like Mississauga or Bradford. Some shit. What you saying in downtown? Yeah. Mark. Don't get robbed though. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> come back no. with your shorty. Don't don't come back alone. <laughs> Keep her by your side so you'd be safe. Though. No, no, Toronto. <laughs> uh, every time I've gone to Toronto, I've never had any problems. Oh, you never have time. to have. A, you know, you could go to a place twenty times. It's the twenty-first time that shit gets fucked. Usually, never in, know, man. it's stuff where it happens where there's large level of ignorance. But yeah, as for so, my week, you know, it was happens. very busy and hectic as shit. Want to give a quick shout out to my grandparents who are doing speedy recoveries. That's oh. part of the reason why, you know? Shout out. But yeah, man, besides that, it's been a lot of, like, family time, a lot of... Finally got the plumbing oh, word. in my place fixed up. You guys don't understand what it's like having low flow on your cold water. Maybe you do and you can relate, but overall, when that shit fucks up, I tell you now, showers suck, washing your hands suck, it all sucks. We've got that shit fixed, water's... The cold water's been flowing like never before. I feel like it's a new bathroom. <laughs> I took the greatest shower of my life yesterday. <laughs> wow. It was amazing. <laughs> At the age of 31. Yo, you never had plumbing issues in your home? Nah, bro. Well, fuck. Lucky what can I tell me. you, man? Get a home, get them plumbing issues, and you'll see what it's like. We all go through it sometimes, man. Some people don't even know they have problem with the plumbing until like they actually get it fixed. Uh, that's what I'm trying to And they see the you. difference. I don't know differences, man. Yeah, I'm just no happy water is running, and I can take. Well, a that's shower. the thing when you get to a point where like the water isn't running the way it should. <laughs> it's you like gotta a, get it fixed. It's not like an African refugee. <laughs> I'm just happy whoa, the water is running. Whoa, 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 just, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Um, Problematic this, alarm. This Problematic is not, alarm. <laughs> this is Jason's hey. words, not mine. Who cares? This is this the views is what of Jason Elias doesn't necessarily reflect the views of Don't Be That. Does not reflect my personal. I have not views. said that PSA in a while. <laughs> Why would you say something like that? Because he says that he says that PSA when I'm here. Yeah, because you're always saying problematic shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's <laughs> rude. It's the truth. That's what that is. But there's people in Trinidad who don't have running water. That's a lie. That is factual. That is a Dude, there's lie. people in Flint that don't got running good water. running water, man. We talk about. They have running water. They have running lead water. It's oh, running, oh, but it's Lord. still lead. Okay, this this is ridiculous. <laughs> I know this is contrary to our last episodes where there was nothing but positive. I wasn't there last episode, so you can't bring that Spread on me. Spread love. Spread love. You can't you put know. that on me. I wasn't there last episode. We, we sorry. We have to, you know, bring in the ignorance. You know what it is? He he has to contain himself when he's with his girl. So now that he's away from her, he can really let out. All those thoughts that like he's been holding on to, just be like, "What I are you wish talking about?" This is what I, this is always what I talk about in the, in the, the like, past. Yo, locker room talk. Let's go. This is what I've been talking about in the past previous thirty something podcasts we did. What are you talking are, about? Are you a Trump supporter? Huh? No, I'm not. I ever see one red hat on? It's on, bro. He probably wears when we're not around. We haven't seen him lately, so for all we know, it's true. We don't know what he's been up to, yeah. man. Yes, I've been in the deep south, in the backwoods of Georgia. Wearing a make a great make America great again great again hat. I mean, he said it, not us. But I won't be surprised. You're a Kanye West fan. You used to praise Donald Trump. You were an apprentice guru. So what are you talking about? I never even seen that show. Yeah, stop lying, bro. I've we have 
You have we, what? We have the tape. We can prove it. Where's the tape? Don't make me go in that bag, Jason. Go ahead. Go in the bag. Probably on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> All right. So where should we start? <laughs> let's stop Rose and Jason. Let's talk about dope. Now. Let's talk about the dope theme. Again, these are the thoughts Jesus. of Jason. I gotta Elias. just put like a siren on my phone for every time you make a problematic we not, comment. We do not, do not off, condone his opinions. This is a moment of of teaching and enlightenment. Learning. Like, let's help the people. Let's not just downplay this very sad situation. Why would you kick somebody when they're down? Why would you refer to them Demi- as, a as As some of you may know, Demi Lovato had another relapse. Unfortunately, she was brought to a hospital from apparent heroin overdose. And for people who are fans of her, or just like patients to like things that she's been going through in the past. Like this isn't the first time she's had drug abuse issues. It's not the first time she's been in situations where like her life has been threatened because of drugs. So the fact that like for a while she was clean, like I, I feel like a what a year or two years around that she was she's been like sober. Six then, years. Oh, it's been six. Okay. And she Six made a years. conscious effort to stay. Yeah, clean. like let's, she she really tried to credit. like get her shit together, you know. And and in the last couple months, I believe she relapsed, been trying to get help, trying to get better again. But then recently, she fell right back into it, and then had basically had to be rushed to the hospital because she had a heroin overdose. That's that's one of the things I wanted to get into. She actually, I, and this is the the issue that we were talking about this earlier, and I was saying that. You know, I was making the comparison of how people were calling Lamar Odom a crackhead and all these kind of names, but but for her, but for her, they're going to the you know the statement that oh I'm uh, she fell off the wagon oh get on the stuff get up get back on there you can do it I'm like where was this praise for Lamar Odom because it was reported that she actually fired her um, sober coach that the one who the person who's like you know helps her out to be sober and everything like that she fired him she let him go and I'm like. You're actively sabotaging yourself. Even though your friends can't help you, it's, you, you know you got to help yourself as a person. Mm. It's like you took steps in order to kind of ruin your career. And I'm, and the, the praise I'm seeing for like, oh, get back on there. Like, why isn't this praise given to any other person like on the street? Oh, I will say this. Or like thing. That, that's what bothers like me. Like addressing like Lamar Odom. I remember, yeah, people were making jokes about it. I made jokes about it. I make jokes about it, too. But at the same time, like, there were still a lot of people that wanted to see him get better. Like, yeah, like, at at the end of the day, like, you're going to crack your jokes. Like, I feel like what people do is they look to see how severe the situation is. Yeah. If, like, Lamar Odom's situation, he had, like, came close to an overdose or was almost over. Basically, like, there's... No, it wasn't overdose. Yeah, it was an overdose. It was an overdose. Were the ones who, like, called the EMPs for him. But right after that happened, like, he was immediately, like, getting help, getting better, sobering up, and, like, mm. basically, like, realized, yeah, like, I, I'm throwing my life away, you know? And, and, and like, oh, wait, wait. Like, and the one thing is, like, there were people who made jokes, but at the same time, there were people who were like, yo, I hope you get better. Like, there's always both sides of the coin. Like, it's always there. Same thing with Demi Lovato. Like, when I was online and I was on Twitter just, like, scrolling through, seeing the stories, I was seeing people seeing, like, yeah, typical Disney child be going right to drugs and... And like seeing those jokes being fluid or at the same time seeing the support and i mean like we live in a society too where a lot of times people like to say like jokes are greater than facts like they rather just get their jokes off get their likes and rts like we talked about this last week as well where like people will just do shock value shit just to get some retweets get some likes and like get that 15 minutes but at the end of the day it's like 
we do want to see everyone get better. Even if those fuckheads that want to crack their jokes, like you ignore them, fuck them. But the whole thing is with, with the whole what you just said, Jason. I don't think it's a concept of Lamar didn't get it, so she shouldn't get it. Yeah, that's you know true. what I mean. I think that's irrelevant, and I think this is someone when you have an addiction and to the point where you're overdosing, it's someone at their lowest point. The the last thing you want to do is even criticize them more because yeah. some this is what drives them to drug use. No, I, I'm cases. not talking about criticizing them. I'm talking about the praise that she's getting for what she's done. Because it's not a praise. No, I, just, I, I don't think, think it's well wishing. Like, I don't think that's the right word. I think the say. word you want to it's say is well wishing. Like, well yeah. 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 that's, what, that's what I'm trying to support. Like, yeah, support and, that and she's I, getting. I, I'm not going to question why? well wishes or support because for somebody my, my, who's going my thing through something is, detrimental. I saw, because the thing is, I saw a lot of the same people were calling Lamar Odom a crackhead, giving her support, which I don't find right. I find that's wrong. But nothing is right in life. You know what I mean? I get it. I understand that. But it's like she took steps to... The, 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 tech, the steps she took personally made her get worse off. As well, you, we as you, as you were for LeBron for Lamar but Odom. But you were telling me Lamar Odom was born a crack baby. I understand that. No, no, but we could also say, for example, Lamar Odom harbored his friend Jamie, who, who also who unfortunately passed away from drug overdose. That was his best friend. Mm -hmm. So, like, he kept people around him who were still in that light. I get that. I right? understand and that. And basketball is probably what kept him... You know, in a position where he had to and keep that, clean. And that I understand. No, no, but hold on. For her, you're you're making you don't like we don't know the insight as to why she fired the person, or whatever the case may be, what she's going through. It's these people have moments or episodic moments where they they get pushed to that point where they feel like using again. Yeah, exactly. you know what I mean. Like, it's not something like drug or any addiction. It's not something you get over and you're done. Like it's a it's a it's a it's a lifetime situation, mm -hmm. so like let's not shit on her because no, I think she, that's she, like the last she, thing she felt you know do. she fell to her weakness. I think at this point we need support. I, I'm glad to see more people supporting because I mean more people yeah. are more aware. And look, I, and, and like you're saying, like if back when that thing happened with Lamar and people were cracking jokes, but now you're seeing more people in a supportive role, that means there's been more acknowledgement of, of the, the situation problem. yeah because it's easy to like have absolutely no understanding of how severe these things can be and crack jokes about it but as you get older as you get more knowledgeable on right. how serious and detrimental these things can be is when you need to really just switch your perspective and understand like the last thing you should do in these type of situations is be the person who's kicking somebody while they're down. down exactly. But you should be uplifting. You should be supportive. supportive and you should be looking yeah, to but, um, put because and also it's like, you know, you look at situations where like recently we talked about Anthony Bourdain and his right. passing. You know, it's right. like we never know what somebody's going through. Right. And it's better to be an encouraging, uplifting person who's giving positive energy, right. which is something we talk about in here all the time, like putting proper energy out in the world that. You know what's going to be coming back to you. He wasn't here for you. those episodes. But he's obviously heard them. I hope. And, but going from there, it's just like, it. I would, I'm happier to see people being more supportive. And I'm not going to look at that as, well, where was that when this was happening? Like, that was then. Yeah, and it shows people I'm growth. not going to backtrack on things that happened back then. You learn from those things that happened back there. Like, the same way when Triple X was murdered, you had people being like, yo, good for him that he's dead. Those same people are going to have to live with the fact that they were saying good for somebody to die. I wouldn't say good for him because no, you don't no, want anyone wait, to wait, die. Wait. I'm just saying, like, those people are going to have to live with that knowledge of knowing they were on the side of, I'm happy he's dead, rather than being like, 
this is a fucked up situation and there's no positive that comes from this. But those are the same people when if put in the same situation, a close one to them die in the same way. Yeah. They're going to feel like the world need to support them exactly. and they want to preach of the And they're going to be reaching out and they're going to be looking at people to be like, yeah. like, can you help me? Because I'm going through Or right they're going to be like, like oh, well, you know, and my if, friend if was a good person. somebody literally does what, what they were doing, which is like, yo, fuck that person. No, Dying of an overdose. What are you done? We all know drugs are bad. And I'm, it's like, I think you're, you're not doing anything that's progressive or, or, or uplifting in a sense of making people be aware of how severe this can be because it could be like the littlest thing that festers and snowballs into something so much greater like we don't know exactly what it was i'm i'm looking at more of the situation that she's had this problem before she's made steps to make it worse but people are praising her are not praising her well, about I giving her I support can't openly for say she's done things to make it better if you fire worse. if you fire your server coach you're but that's you're, but you're, like jamal just said we don't know exactly what the circumstances for that happening we don't we just hear oh you fired that person so you deserve this no like that's not how it works like she fires a coach and she realizes look, like, again you, you can have there's no direct look you can have there is a, a direct great therapist look understand like you can have a great therapist you're doing better you're feeling good and now you you say you know what? like I, I feel like I'm adjusted and I can go back out there and I, I don't need to have meetings with you anymore. Especially if she was clean for six yeah. years. That's all. Exactly. So it's like, time. I don't feel like I need to have you as my therapist anymore. I think I'm capable and I'm good. And then a year or two later, you realize into old habits and you start having the same type of like psychological issues that you were having before. And now you're getting back into those things that were destroying your life that will force you back to having a therapist. You see, and I mean, it's also, that type of, like, I just there's add... so many nuances that we really don't understand to just be like, one, two, and three is why she went back and became a, an addict again. Right. Like, it's too it's too dismissive to my, do that. My thing is, is that, like, Lamar Odom, who was, like you claim, say, a crack baby, who has that genetically into his system from birth, can't well, who's help this it. Who's this if she wasn't? Her parents seem fine. Their parents, the parents haven't reported anything. Like they're, they haven't been. But it's not anything. your duty. But I want to just add something because you're saying that she fired her coach, uh, whatever. But don't forget, Lamar Odom was clean until he stopped playing basketball. Yeah. And remember, he quit <laughs> basketball voluntarily. Yeah. It's not that he the retired. Mavericks didn't want him. He quit voluntarily. So we could argue the same thing. He should have stuck to playing basketball. Yeah. Which would have been something that kept him clean. But, but time, you're, too, we you're, don't exactly know what he was doing during basketball. But but case in point is exactly that. We can't just say, oh, because they did this or they stopped doing that, this is what led. Yeah. It's a it's a a, a group of things that could push it's somebody to that point. a very dismissive way of looking at what is a very serious situation. Because I, I, I'm of the mindset that you can't really judge a person for something that's bred into their DNA to someone who is trying something out of their own free will not necessarily addiction is beyond free will but addiction means that something before addiction you have to make a choice you don't just say oh i'm addicted to to crack cocaine before taking it you have made the choice to take crack cocaine that's my point well i mean i would not I, I think I, you're missing the mark on this because right you're, because you're basically saying from the very first time she ever did a drug that's why she's in this position now and i don't believe that's the case at all like i 
Because then you're basically saying anybody who's ever taken the a drug, drugs. if they ever get to a point I'm not where, saying that. I'm not saying that but at all. No, but that's exactly the argument. You're saying she made a choice to take a drug, and yeah. because of that, that's why she is where she is now. But that that's a possible outcome. There's some people but that, who... But that's but exactly I mean, what even, I'm saying. Even, there's even, some people, who take, there's some people even, who take drugs who are donor addicted and some people who are. That's their genetic makeup. If you can handle it, you can handle it. If you can't, you but can't. Who, but like, she evidently couldn't handle it. She evidently couldn't handle it. And because of her own choices, she is addicted to it now. No, no, hold on. Because, hold on. Because this is where you got to really be careful with how you put things together. Yeah. Because you're putting it together completely bad. Lamar Odom, born a crack baby. He never took drugs. Drugs was given to him through, you know, his the whole pregnancy, whatever. Yes. Okay. The case in point is, he never shoot up himself. So, at the end of the day... Him, whether he was he he knew his mother was on drugs when she had him, or however drugs got into the system, he still had to make a free will choice as an individual to consume yeah. it himself. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't excuse him being, oh, I'm a crack baby. So it excuses him later on in life becoming. I but I, I never said it excuses him. But I'm well, saying, you said it's in his DNA. But you're saying like there's I'm, a I'm genetic ma genetic makeup, makeup and that allows a him to who be goes out and makes their own choice. Choice. But the thing is, and like I'm saying, like. When you say something like that of a matter of you go out and make a choice to do a drug, there's so many people who go out and make a choice to do a drug who aren't addicts, who don't become addicts. addicts, and who aren't in a position where they're putting their life in danger because of the drugs they're taking. Right. That's and a very slippery slope that you have to be careful of. Secondly, when you think of like her firing her, her coach, like... This is a person who has been six years sober. The coach needs to keep a job. If she keep bringing up when she was an addict, an, an, an addict, when she did this, she did this. She's six years removed from that stage of her life. Do you really think she want to keep reliving those moments? Right? That's not for me to decide. To be able to survive but on, on your own. Like, that's not for me to and decide. I don't, think, I don't think, I think her putting her coach, whatever. I don't know why she fired the coach. So I'm not going to, you know, elaborate or speculate on it. But what I'm saying is there's no correlation. And at this point, as a people, all we need to be is supportive to her in this moment of weakness or whatever she's experiencing. Because I don't think the right solution is to compare her situation with any past person. My only thing is, is that if you're supportive for her when she fires a coach that someone and, you, and you're saying it's not a support but i don't saying, know why but you're saying it's not that coloration she fires you she relaxed again while she was with the duty she never relapsed that is that is fact for fact right there no, that's the that is absolutely not fact. That is fact that's for like fact saying right someone who is who works for an abusive boss who somehow quit the job because they were going you know they were being affected emotionally psychologically and they decide like listen my sanity is worth more and God forbid, six months later, they end up on the uh, as a homeless person. You're going to say it's their fault. They should have stuck it out or they should have stayed. If they didn't quit their job, they wouldn't have been homeless. You can't argue those points, Jason. Those are, those are oranges. Just, not the same, not the same the, conversation. Like, you're too stuck on this whole idea of because the coach isn't there, this is why it happened. Like that. That's too like you can't put because you're giving the benefit way. of her sobriety yeah, like to the coach exactly like you're saying like the she only didn't make the she choice was sober to be sober for six years is because that person was there and and granted that person helped her yeah remain sober for that time but the work is still her own to do and on top of it too we don't know how involved in her life the coach was at right. year six of her sobriety were they meeting once a week once a month was it on a 
when I feel the urge basis, I give you a call, like we don't know exactly what it was. So to just simply say you fired your boss and now you realize that that's why it happened. No, like that it's a very dismissive. And at the same time, you're basically saying that like she in herself had no agency over her own control control yeah she's not like my, you're, you're saying like the only my, reason you were clean for six years is because you had that person next to you and my, my thing and is you people, still have to understand like at the end of the day she made a choice that ended up making her relapse which is unfortunate and it's not a matter of the people that are around her like it's it's what she did my my thing is is when you have a support system that's around you that's not there after a certain point you will fall into these these pitfalls over no, and over again that is not true. i will not say that at all and will, yes because there is some no because at a certain point you have to be able to function on your own own you can and, and understand look and and the biggest thing when it comes to addicts it's very rare that from the first time you become clean you don't you relapse, relapse again it's very rare but at a certain point you have to be able to like not necessarily let go of your support group but function on your own if and for after her to be, six years she yeah. felt that she was strong enough to function on her own that's power to her obviously she realized which is unfortunate but you can't look at her and be like you should have never got rid of your support group at a certain point she has to become her own person again she has to be able to to realize that the things that she was taught the lessons she's learned and the, the practices that she's put in she has to be able to do those on her own if now that we know without that team she can't do it now she goes back to them and now it's like we go back through it again we do it over again we we instill it even harder than we did before because we all felt you were ready and clearly you weren't that that in itself is not a bad thing but i also feel that there um there needs to be some sort of emphasis put on the fact that she stayed sober for six yeah. long years six my, years my thing is my thing is is that someone who is an addict they don't they're not the one to decide when they're sober or not that is absolutely incorrect no I, because you have a support system to tell you when you're sober or not no and then they sobriety when, when, is, when a support coach this is and this is i'm not joking i'm telling you this when a support coach says okay i feel the need that you don't need me in your life anymore you can do this on your own she he she never got to that point. She let the person go. That's my point. She let him go. But she okay, fired first him. and foremost, let, let's let's but keep, that's hold no, on a but second. That's literally what I just said. But, but if hold she on a second. She was at a point where she could live her life, and she did not need the support group. We cannot damn her for that. Hold but, on. But, he, no, no, but that's not what he's saying. That's he's not what saying, I'm saying. He's saying that it's not up to the individual to determine if they're sober. It's up to the people who are supportive around her. The people, him. the person, the sobriety coach around you makes that determination. It's the, sa all, it's the same thing. Like, I'm going through physio right now with my shoulder. I think I can lift weights right now. My physio teleporter is going to tell me, no, you can't do it. She's going to let me. She's going to let me. It's the thing. same thing. No, it's, it's the not. same thing. No, it's not. Because they're going to let no, me. No, your physio person is determined your, your muscular strength and whether or you're not it could too, support. No, you're going to physio. I think I can lift weights. She's saying no, you can't. You no, should do because, recovery. No, because you're talking about something you think you can do, and someone's you're personal talking about urges. something that is a physical thing versus a psychological thing. Right? It she is has a trigger. It is, no, it is a physical thing. No, it's it, it, no, it's not. Jason, Jason, is there a moment? Yours, your shoulder is a physical, physical thing. thing. You can literally go and do X-rays on your arm. You could do tests on your arm to show See, if you don't have the physical not. fitness to maintain lifting weight. You can do that with your shoulder. 
when it comes to substance abuse, yep. it is psychological. That's not a physical Purely. thing. Yeah, I may be sober, physically sober. My body has no intoxicants in it whatsoever. But mentally, am I there is a different thing. You can't just simply walk up to someone and be like, you're ready or you're not ready. Because it's really that person's determination. I don't know. I, I, would take, I would take the advice of someone who's professionally trained to tell me if I'm good or not to do and something. No, I'm not saying myself. you shouldn't do that. But, but it's like any athlete like saying. We like, were saying before, at a certain point, you have to be able to function on your own. And understand, like, a person who has a job of being, like, a sobriety coach or a sponsor or stuff like that, they stick around from the time they start until the time the person they're with feels they're good. I don't know about their, that. Their whole job, no, their whole job is to be there for you, period. They're, they don't walk away from you because they know there there's situations like this where somebody is going to feel like they're strong enough and at the same time, they have to be willing to let that person walk. You have to be willing to let no, them walk. No, you got to do an if evaluation of all that years, stuff, man. I've seen nothing but sobriety, positivity, your career is skyrocketing, like everything in your life is going well and you feel like, you know what, I'm ready, like I'm good, I'm strong enough. As your sobriety coach, if everything I've seen has been complete positive, all right, like I, I feel that way too because you haven't shown me anything that makes me feel like if last week you gave me a call saying, yo, I think I'm going to take drugs and then this week you're going to say you're going to fire me, that's a different situation. That's a very completely different situation. Which is why I'm saying we don't know the exact nuances. If that's what happened and he still let her walk away, different. That's on him. At he that didn't point. let her walk away. But she what I'm, fired what him. I'm saying. Because we don't know those nuances and the situation, like the conversation that they had together, their interactions. If she walked away from it and they let her, it's because they all felt that she was at a point where like after these six years of your sobriety, you're ready and you're good to go and we're going to trust you. And that's the biggest thing. It's a matter of we're going to trust you to go out there, live your life, be who you are, be sober, be great, because you've gone through everything you need to do. And now you're ready to be your own person again. But I don't know. I, what, I don't he, know you guys are, what you're saying, I agree with you. But what Jason's saying is that she fired the person. So the person didn't voluntarily walked away feeling that she was capable Right? Am I saying this yes. right? Don't get Kate. stuck up on that, no, 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 that idea on. of firing, but, though. But hold on, hold on. My point is this. If I'm working with somebody, right, for six years as a sober coach, and I know they're not ready, and they're trying to fire me, that should be an alert. I should advise those yeah. people around them. Listen, two weeks ago, she called me. She said she wanted to do drugs. She's fighting something and now she wants to fire me. I think this, we need to be on high alert. We need to be supervising her, making sure she's, she, you know, she's not alone in, in any moment to have the time to do that. So if that coach walked away and didn't alert anybody, it's either he never really cared about her sobriety, he was there for a check, or he felt or she felt that this person was capable of handling it on, it, on her own. Secondly, when you're an addict, you have triggers. Yeah. You know, like I was watching, I don't know if you guys follow this series, but there's a show called Growing Up Hip Hop and Dame Dash son's on it. His oldest son, Boogie. And this is a kid who was addicted to like syrup, pills, and he thought nothing of it. And 
according to Dame Dash, he was aware of his son's addiction. And it wasn't until he went to um, Peppa from Salt and Pepper mm-hmm. at home and she gave them a shot. Like, she's like, oh, let's take a shot together, you know, the housewarming that spiraled him into what he became. And I'm, you know, the episode, you know, showed like, you know, his therapy. He went back, he went to rehab. He got clean. And before he left, you know, the, the coach or whoever, the therapist told him, your trigger is your father. The way you're, you're communicating with your father, the relationship you have with your father, you need to repair that because that's what forces you or convince you to do drugs or push you to do drugs. So even with her, and like the episode's still going on, the, the show is still going on. And to this day, he still refused to talk to his father. You know what I mean? So people could be there giving you advice, giving you shit. So I understand where you're coming from. It comes down to her personal choice. But at the same time, he still has people like Peppa who's supportive of him. Hmm. Mary J. Bly's daughter or stepdaughter is there supporting him. He has people around him who's, you know, can like stay away from alcohol. You know what I mean? It's not for you. She needs to have the same people around her. But at the end of the day, regardless of whether he relapses or not, those people need to stay there and be strong for that individual. That's all I'm saying. It's not an it's not a moment to shame somebody. We all yeah. fell short in our life some ways. So that's just my point. And if they and like I said, the same people who are now supporting her, they were you know calling Lamar, Lamar crackhead. It just showed growth in individuals. That's all it is. So you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not really one to compare old situations with new situations. I just take it each situation as it and is. I mean, and I go let's be honest. She's a bigger star than Lamar Odom. Whether we want, like, if you like basketball, you know Lamar Odom. But if you know music and pop culture, you know yeah, her. She's so dude, for sure you're gonna Disney man. You're gonna see a lot more people yeah. reaching out. You've been following her since she was like what, twelve years yeah. old, maybe you're, younger. Like, yeah, you're gonna see people reaching out to her, and those people didn't reach out to Lamar because they don't know who he was. All they probably knew of him. Oh well, he was a guy who was dating a Kardashian. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's all they probably knew. So that's probably when his his name became the most famous when he was with Chloe. Exactly. So like you have to look at that as well. But you know what? Thoughts and prayers goes out to her, man. Hopefully she stays strong and come through, man. All right. Next up on the docket, man. Well, I don't know. We spoke about that girl. I think it was Sweden. Um, yeah, the girl on the plane. On the plane. Did a good old fashioned protest. Protest, you know, exercise her right. And, you know, I saw the the video and I was just like, I couldn't understand it at first. And I was like, oh, that's kind of crazy. You know, and me being someone who studied, you know, immigration, it, it's kind of amazing to watch somebody stand up because like a couple weeks ago, you know, you well, not a couple weeks ago, this started since last summer with Rocks and Road, yeah. uh, with the, where all these American or they're not Americans, but they're immigrants in america who was crossing over into canadian territory yeah. and whatnot and i know we had a lot of class in class discussion about it why don't you close the fence why don't you do this and you know it's good to see that people are actually standing up for them because yes i personally think our government is doing something they're handling the situation wrong i'm not going to get into details with it no we can we can talk about it because i feel like we may be on the same page if you're saying that you know <laughs> I, I do think it's our duty as humans to watch out for each other. Yeah. You know? And if we could afford to help them, help them. I just think... Can't afford to help them at the moment. We can't. And we can't afford to help them the way we're helping them. Exactly. That's where my problem is with our government. Yeah. We are not 
I think it's bad. Like I was reading a, a paper where they were saying like people who got across the border and who are, you know, in the process of becoming, you know, refugee and uh, applying through that channel. Like they're literally calling people back home, like let's say Nigeria, saying like, yo, you know, come through, go to America, then come here. They're literally giving them a plan, like it's a success yeah, no, plan. Exactly and I what think they're doing. <laughs> it's sad. I think that's bad. Uh, but what she was protesting was since 2017, Sweden, and forgive me if it's not Sweden, but I think it was Sweden. No, it was Sweden. Um, had deported somewhere around almost 500 Afghani emigrants yeah and a lot of people don't understand like refugee i'll tell you this simply you know refugee for what most people know is like oh you can go to a country mm. and live and whatnot refugee is a very specific term right and in canada we're very much openly welcome to refugee there's a term in refugee called refoulement, which is french to send them back home and they typically return home like we saw that it with uh, the people from uh, Liberia who were living in Germany yeah. were sent back home when the you know the country became restabilized. Canada don't believe in that. Yeah, we don't believe in sending back refugee. In fact, they have the capability of becoming Canadian citizen. Yeah, in Germany they weren't citizens. They had no voting rights. They were just there to be protected yeah, until exactly. their country become uh, stable, and then they they repatriate them back to their. There's a reason for it, though. Right. Yeah. But that's my problem. And it was dope. I, I find it really dope to see. Uh, she was a young lady. You know what I mean? Standing up. And she said it. If we stand up, the plane can't take off. These people cannot be sent back to hell. You know what I mean? And some of these people are doing that. They're sending them back to environment where they're going to die somehow, some way. You know? And we can't turn a blind eye and be like, oh, it's not our problem. Yeah. You know, if they die, they die, the you know. But the reason but you're explaining two different things here with the woman who's standing up. Right. Why she wants to keep the people here? She wanted she, wants she to wanted them to be in a safe stay, environment. Yeah. Safe environment and the reason for Canada why the reason why they don't send them back. The reason why Canada doesn't send them back is because they add to the population. Canada from what people want to say is very underpopulated regardless of what you think of where canada is well, i mean we, it situation. doesn't take a genius we're the so, second largest landmass but but that's with the, like the, the lowest the, the yeah, lowest but, population yeah but the landmass is not capita. the whole landmass is not habitable it's you could it's i mean it's the, the, the issue the, is more on the side of because canada has an open border policy no yeah. it doesn't it yeah, has open border they, policy with the when states it comes to, when it comes to the refugees states. they do but yet yeah, because the thing is like we've been letting it in a lot of people like a lot of people but we don't have the economy to sustain it we don't have the jobs to sustain it and even if these people become canadian citizens the way they can contribute to society won't be the way we need them to in order to continue to build and grow our economy and, that, and not only that they put a lot of strain on our emigration system yeah. let's be honest with that they like really right do. now right now the the policy is when an emigrant when someone come in as a refugee on any a point of entry they have 15 days to deposit their basis of claim which is them you know pretty much saying why they they're seeking refugee yeah. in canada and they have like a 30-day period under which they need to be evaluated whether it's possible and you know prolongation of you know their case to the point where they become they get accepted now that time is looking at somewhere a year you know like i have a professor who's he works at roxon road and he's saying that they're just cleaning up last year's mess. Yeah. No, I have a friend who works in immigration as well. And like, he's told me 
everything that's been going on and how it's just a complete mess how everything is being handled right now and the fact that they have so many more people coming in than they can actually handle is right. ridiculous right now yeah and all it's doing is putting a strain on the actual citizens of canada because right. we're having to foot the bill to make sure these people are protected and not to say that they shouldn't be protected because let's say you're coming from a war-torn country right. yes you should have some type of asylum where you can be held protected and taken care of until yeah. your country is stabilized but right. as he was saying what canada does is once you're here you have all access to become an actual citizen right. so majority of the times they don't want you to go back right. and rehabitat your home right. country they'd rather you stick around and habitat here but the economy isn't fit for it but and also too what i really what i'm really saying too is that this whole process of them coming through Roxton road is a hustle because they come here and until their case is heard and a determination is made a decision made on whether they're granted refugee or denied they're getting paid from taxpayers money yeah thousands and well thousands per individual per month whether it is to you know for food because they're not able to work they don't have a you know working visas they don't yeah. have that you know and that's the problem which what, what what i find is that what we should do we could create jobs there should be a, a a place where we house these people like the old children's hospital let's say obviously now it's sold and it's being demolished but like a place like that and hire canadian citizens to govern that with the money and so forth these i think these who are I getting money sent to them and they're probably sending money back home yeah and when if they get denied or claim or or accepted rather their claim get denied or accepted we don't know what's going to happen thereafter i think you're looking at because we live in Quebec, I think you're looking at it as a Quebec-specific thing. Um, the rest of Canada doesn't operate like that. I can tell you that for sure. And Ontario doesn't work the same way it does in Quebec. Quebec, the reason why they do a lot of equivalency tests. That's why a lot of doctors, like refugees, they're not, they're not broke people. or anything. They're seeking refuge. That's what the whole term refugees is for. Yeah, that's they're what not said. they're, they're not, yeah, But they're not uneducated people who can't work or can't do nothing. It's that Quebec own rules for immigration they have their own minister for that stuff is very strict on that so they do equivalency testing they test your french they test all this stuff so people who may have be a doctors be engineers from other countries they can work that stuff but because of quebec's laws they have to go through all these things they can't speak french too bad ontario they can get past all that stuff and they can start working immediately that's why they get a lot that's why they get but i don't think that's what either one of us but what's about. but what's going well, on wait, is, hold on this but what's is a field going on that is, i actually study in so, what's, so i'm but gonna but i study politics but i'm telling you the politics of it i study immigration but bro. i'm telling you the politics of it what's going on politics dictates what you guys do it's not even like it's not a, but, what this, happened, but that's not even now. the point because what it's happened, not it's what, not a burden on quebec it's a burden on canada yeah, as not, a whole we know no, how but, quebec works in that stance, i know quebec has their canada has a whole has is the one shoulder and all been of a lot of people that yes, have been in, in alberta canada, as in well, alberta in bc, in BC but they can start contributing it's been a spread you don't understand what i'm saying they they the people who are refugees in those part of the province they are actually allowed to start contributing this is why you have the guy who started the chocolatier place making thousands and thousands of dollars because he has the education the language and he knows what to do in quebec here it's not the same you because because we don't send them back because we keep them and they can't work they go on welfare or they go and we start paying the money they because it's gonna be inhumane to send them back so they stay well, here that is a that is a federal that's a, a federal no, that is federal quebec has their own 
immigration minister. That's what I'm trying to tell you. The, every province has their own immigration no, minister. No, Quebec is First, the only one. Jason, I could... Do you want to tell me about I politics spent, right now? But I'm telling you, Quebec I, I is the spent, only province I spent in Canada. the latter years studying immigration. Like, this is not... Like, what you're t saying, I agree with what you're saying in terms of the integration aspect of it. 110%. I agree with the integration aspect. It's true. But at the same time, the burden is not put on each province. It's put on the, the whole country. And the majority of refugees coming into Canada are coming to Quebec. But they That's don't what stay I'm in trying Quebec. to tell you. That's what I'm telling you. There's a lot of the ones and the ones that don't stay in Quebec. Like, regardless, it's not even hold on a point. About hold on, let me just finish. Like it, it's once again, it's not about comparison. It's not because it's a lot of them go to, to the Toronto when they come to Canada, when they come to Roxon Road. A lot of them do go to Toronto. Like it's not a comparison thing. You're like, thinking stay too away small. from that comparison. You guys are thinking too But that's my point. It's I was, it wasn't simply a comparison. talking about what's happening to Canada as a whole, and as a whole, like the people that we're bringing in is being spread out. Right. Because yes, there have been a lot, especially because of Haiti. That's why Quebec currently has the majority and, of refugees coming. Now you're saying because of Haiti. You're getting to the point what I'm trying to say. But what I'm, what what we're talking about is just the fact that as a whole, what's happening in country. Canada is the amount of people that are coming in. The fact that we're bringing them in because we're trying to take them away from situations where, whether it's natural disasters or it's war-torn situations, because look. you had Haiti with the earthquake, you had Syria with the wars, and but and but they're not like. Let's be honest. When, when when we say that these people, when when the Syrians are coming in, they're entering the port of entry with Canadian documents. They're they're yeah. being given a Canadian PR card. And it's card not a matter of where they, they come land. In. It's the fact that we're just bringing them in and then once they're in, but rather they're, they're than two, just... That's two different but, situations as well, but no, right? But at the same time, it's like, it's, it's what we're saying and what he's essentially saying, like with, when it comes to Quebec, how Quebec will give them a test and boom, you're out. Right. But at the same time, there's still a lot of people, especially when it comes from like places like North Africa or like certain areas in the Middle East where they actually speak French. Right. When they come here, they can get situated because they speak the language. Right. So it's not even a matter of, oh, they don't they speak French. A lot of them speak French. But they still have to do the equivalency okay. And they do the equivalency. And, and it, most of them don't pass and it. And even if most of them don't, the and fact this, is they still have a way that they can stay in Canada. Okay, but so but that's my point. Because they're refugees. And this so is the point I'm trying to make why why it can't. And this is the point I'm trying to make is that you they normally will not send them back. They'll prefer keeping them here regardless of whatever, whatever answer Quebec or whatever wants to does. But the reason why you see they prosper when they leave Quebec is because Ontario, Man um, Alberta, BC, wherever you think, they don't have the very strict rules that Quebec has. So yes, Quebec does take in a lot of refugees, but they do send them a lot of them back because they don't meet the criteria. Okay, so again, so, I'm going to correct you uh, one last time. When it comes to refugee, Quebec has back. a very minimal role in their acceptance so yeah. again when you go through em the immigration process you have to be accepted by canada and then quebec has the right the only province has the right to select is quebec yeah. every other territory you get accepted from the federal government you're good to go and where yeah. are they coming in from the most jason let me finish let me finish this thought so quebec has the right to select and the right of select comes down to yes like you're saying in this in refugee cases their whole language aspect that don't mean they're not free to go elsewhere. Yeah. They're free to move along. The Mobility Act give everybody the right to move. And that's what I'm saying. So again, like what, I, what I'm saying to you, what you're saying is, is not wrong in its, its entirety. It's not easier elsewhere as well. Because 
and what you what you were saying, Matt, with the whole uh, Syria, those Syrian people who come in, they are coming in with Canadian status. Yeah, it's not the same as the Haitians who come here and then they file for what we call inland yeah. applications for refugee. That's completely different. Yeah, the because Haitian, one is war torn and one is no one has status already. Yeah, these people Haiti and those are coming through Roxon Road and all these other borders across Canada. They're not coming in with PR cards. So they're coming in, they have to apply for refugee, they have to go through the process till they're accepted, their cases heard, then accepted or refused. And until their cases go through that process, Canada's footing the bill for them being here. And that's what we're talking about. The burden it puts on the economy for us it's to be able to literally go coming through that out of process. Our pockets. It has, after the fact is Quebec, whether Quebec want to keep them or not. But they can go elsewhere. Canada is a big place. Yeah. Yes, but I'm telling you, the burden is mostly coming from Quebec. That pro that burden that you say that is it's mainly coming from. Quebec. But Jason, like I told you, if Canada accept them as refugee, and they fail their C their CQA test, C CAQ test, which is the Quebec uh, certification, which mm -hmm. is the language test, they're free to go to any other province and pursue their paperwork there. Okay. They're not. They're not and bound to Quebec. And because of the rules of Quebec, they usually go to different provinces where they're allowed to prosper and add to the economy because they don't have to deal with the certain aspects of what Quebec has imposed. And again, imposed. me and Matthew were clearly saying that the time it's going to take for yeah. them to it's get to that point. It's not a matter of that they can do that. It's everything that happens between Before that, then and then, is what comes out of us. That's what we're talking but about. Because they still have to go through more hearings. They still have to file more claims. Like, because you didn't get accepted here, now you're going here and you're trying to get accepted there. So you're going through the process again. And that comes out of our pockets. No, you're not going through the process. If you do the process one problem. You do the process once. You do it but once. What, what we're talking about is point A is them coming in as refugee. No status and no ability to work. No ability to contribute to the economy. And point B, whether it's accepted that they, you're granted... Uh, Canadian status or at least PR status then they're able to apply for work permits which allow them to work from that point those that from point A to point B is what we're talking about yeah. because there's so much of them coming in that bur that time it normally takes, takes very long it's gonna be super long and now we have to foot the bill until they get to that decision junction which comes out of our pockets that's what we're talking about okay and that's a large bill to hold on to it's a lot of money. Yeah. Especially when you have people coming in every day. Every day. You know what I mean? And it's, <laughs> it's like, like I said, it's a hustle. So people are being told like, oh, like even I, I remember they were talking about this couple. I think we spoke about this a couple weeks ago, or at least in one of our latest episodes, where there are people in Plattsburgh who are telling people where to go and how to get to Roxon Road. Because Roxon Road is not an a open path that everybody knows about. They're being driven there by taxi drivers. People are putting them on buses and dropping them off there you know what i mean so it's a hustle people are, i mean think about it. you're coming up from florida you know there's people coming from texas people are coming from new mexico to roxon road it's not a it's it's 26 so 30 let me, hours let me of, ask you let me ask least, you because yeah. this is this is an agreement the states and canada have for the longest time right that board like that right what do you think their 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 strategy should be if, if that's the case so the agreement, I, I'm assuming you're talking about the agreement you're talking about, doesn't apply to these people. Because an American... And those are the ones that get sent back. An American, someone who has American citizenship, 
or even green card cannot come to Canada and seek something like that unless their, their state is a dead penalty state. So if their state, we don't send anybody back who are going to be faced death penalty. So mm -hmm. if you if you somehow live in a state and you face a death penalty, you come to Canada, we will make an arrangement with the state if we return you back to them that they do not kill you. But any regular citizen, Joe Small, is going to get sent right back to the U.S. Yeah. But these guys are not U.S. citizens, so we can't send them back to the U.S. That's you the problem. Can we cannot no, send them back to the U.S. Yeah, you can. We they do they do not have American documentation, Jason. It doesn't I, matter. You, you send them back to their point of origin where they came from, where you picked them up. Their point of origin is not they, the U.S. Is, you pick them. Point of origin is where you picked where you where they came in through Canada. You no, send them back that way. No, no, no. This that's is, a point of entry. First, of, a for, first and foremost, this is where you're getting all wrong because when they first come to Roxon Road and they cross over. They're breaking Canadian law, so they're arrested. Yeah. So, and then while they're arrested, they make the claim for refugee. So they're criminals at first, yeah. and then they apply for refugee. Mm, I'm not sure that's exactly how it happens. <laughs> Are you but telling that me? How that's how what I study, Jason. Well, I'm t I study politics. And you I said, studied you studied the latter you half. I've been studying politics from the whole latter. Jason, I'm telling you. Dick measuring contest. It, yeah, right? it no, really but, you but if you, you want to talk about measuring dicks, <laughs> I study specifically what I'm talking you're about. You're studying the policy that I studied that we made that you guys learned. That's what I'm trying but, to tell you. I'm but I mean, that's how it who works. Who is we? That's how it works. Jamal. You made? I'm telling you. you. Jason, you don't make policies. Let's keep keep that clear. I'm trying to tell and you. Let's, no, but what I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I study the inner workings of emigration in Canada. You may study the policy that makes it, but I study the inner workings. You study it on a macro level, and I study it on a micro level. Let's get get the bullshit out. So like, your micro level hasn't been working, but the policies I'm telling you have been working. The macro level is what creates a problem here. That's what we're start we're start we're talking about the macro level, and you're going into micro this and the Quebec you know testing and all of that shit. That's micro. We're just talking about the macro level of the the weight Canada that it puts on us yeah. as a nation, and the economy, and how it's been. It's not been working the way it's been promised to do so because the inner workings of it is we don't have the sustainable economy to help Energy support and, and not necessarily not help them but to keep them. That's the biggest thing. Like and I mean, we've been like the way Canada's been. We can't keep it running is, the system. If you're the way going it is. through, like if your country's going through this, come here. We will help you. And but we the have reality the is, yeah, it would be nice to help them the way that Canada has been advertising it but reality is no help you is or what it should have been is you come here you'll be safe while you're here while that whole shit is being dealt with on in your country and then you go back right but that also too let's let's if i'm gonna you know expand on what i was saying we also have this concept called duty of fairness meaning that these people unlike in other nations if they refuse they refuse go to go back you yeah, know you're true. going back we have the duty of fairness these guys have levels so they get refused here they could apply for an appeal they get you know what i mean uh, to the refugee board if the refugee board doesn't do anything if they have a, a particular situations they could end up in the supreme court of canada that's years yeah. of them not able to work and they have to be you know have somewhere to live we have to provide them that that's a financial burden that we're, that we're talking about it's pretty heavy and some nations don't want to take it on. They don't. They could care less. And that's why that what I find what she did 
was amazing because she stood up like no we can't yeah we don't want to give them citizenship we don't want to do that but let's at least be human and enough not send them back into a to send them back to a situation where they're gonna but then be you dead. can't complain about how much money you're spending if you if you don't want to if you want to be human you're gonna you i'm sorry but you're going to have to spend money on them as much as you're not going to keep them later on and you're gonna come you can't complain about i'm not them. against keeping them shit but, i'm an immigrant but then, myself but then so you, i'm not gonna go about saying immigrants shouldn't be here you can't complain about the financials of it either because it's it's the way it's been money. done jason yeah. it's not about the money it's the way it's been done but everything costs money regardless of what it is if to, the way it's being done to keep them here or not it's going to cost money. What what I'm saying, what I'm saying, I, it's going to cost money, but it should be in a control. Right now, as a as a refugee claimant, they're getting a check monthly, right? We have no control how that check is being spent, where that money is going. That money could be leaving Canada for all we know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We should put, we should create jobs by having people who could run these facility like a hospital. You know, someone working in the kitchen someone on an administrative board, someone, you know, cleaning. We could create jobs. There's there's that space for that. So while we're still putting money into something, we're generating money as well. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying we should send them home. And I'm not against spending money. I'm just against the w spending money the way, the way we have spend. been spending money. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. There's it, the, the, what we're, I think what Canada does is amazing, and this should continue to be that way. But we should just govern it properly. You want to take a quick break right now? No problemo. You know, let's uh, realign our chakras for a bit and then back to the conversation. I might not be here. You I will be here. No, what I are you actually, talking about? I actually do have to go. Um, I'm over an hour. This was here, though. Jason needs his balls back, so he got to go pick them up. <laughs> we got to bust him It was a good conversation. If you actually leave, we are going to bust your balls. That's fine. Whole I, fucking I, I know how to edit video, too, and, and audio. I can make you Don't say all edit sorts shit. of shit. Keep that can shit rugged. Jason, keep you, the trouble you low. You can't censor us. <laughs> I can do you anything can I want. You can censor us, Jason. I can do anything I want. Tyler's going to be the as one editing this. Said, as soon as Tyler sends me that audio, I can make you guys say a whole bunch of shit. If you cut anything out, I promise you, I will just put it on Jason, the social media. I can make you guys sing you bad. You don't got a big brother. I can make you guys sing bad for Michael Jackson for all I, all I care. That's oh, how really? much I can You're not that talented. Stop That's how much I can chop up the audio. Dude thinks he's fucking Houdini over here. His girlfriend finally woke up, and he needs to be back You know, at his position. At her service. At his post. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So we were glad that she you said could said your share. call has been off for too long. Come back. Yeah. I'll be back more. <laughs> you know what's kind of funny? While, you, while you're here, that tan mark actually kind of disappeared a bit. Just a slight. Just slightly. It got some sun. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing what an hour can do. <laughs> He's a ignorant black folk I have to deal with. Why you got to bring race into it? Huh? You're yeah, not black. Yeah, right, I right, just right. stated facts. We're going to take a short break, even though you're not <laughs> really going to notice we're taking a short break. And then uh, we'll be right back with our next topic. All right, guys. I know we said we were going to take a little break, but uh, we had uh, basically we're going to be closing out the episode here. Essentially, uh, Jason ran off on us like a little dick. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, it's not his fault that we're closing it out. Basically, the conversation that we do have lined up, we know it's like a very deep dive. So we're actually going to save it for you for next week or the following week, depending on if we, we want to table it properly. Yeah, exactly. Like Basically, we have a guest in mind who would be perfect for this. Couple and guests. We're going to make sure they're here for it. So we give you a, a, the best conversation we can have for it. So with that being said, thank you guys for listening. Jamal, you got any last words to give to the people? 
Like I always say, stay positive. Put out good energy. You're going to get it back. Stay up. Have a good week. I'm right. I'm right. And as always, you know where you can find us. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. For Instagram and Twitter, it's uh, Don't Be Mad Pod. For Facebook, Don't Be Mad Podcast. And then you can listen to us on all the major sites. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio website, Stitcher, Podbean. We're all there. You can subscribe, listen, share, rate us, do all that good stuff. So that's another episode of the Don't Be Mad Podcast. Thank you all for listening. I'm Matthew at Lefty Lucky. Your boy, Jamali. And guys, have a great week. Take care of yourselves and join us again next week. Take care. Peace.